It's Science Wednesday, and it's time to explore our big blue marble. Buckle up, buckle up, buckle up. Here we go. In three, two, one, 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 one. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather science, earth science. And today, the big blue marble returns. We'll investigate some interesting places with a common name. That's your hint. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 552, and today is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. Well, for those of you in the eastern United States, even down into parts of the southeast and south-central states, You're seeing a little break from the humidity. The dew points have dropped off to near 60, even all the way down to the southern Ohio Valley. So it is a very, very pleasant Wednesday indeed. We're getting a little bit of a break, but about every day and a half or so, we've got another system that glides in, giving us the chance of some rain. Of course, we're trying to make up for the 21-day stretch without any rainfall in the early part of summer. I think effectively, we've pretty much done that. If you look around you, everything is all green and uh, looking fairly healthy. And with this pattern, I think we're going to be in pretty decent shape, especially given the fact that no extreme heat is being seen, at least in the eastern U.S., we're still stuck at 190-degree day. We're likely not to see another 90-degree day here in the next one to two weeks. And who knows, that may extend into the rest of this year. That would certainly be a very, very interesting stat once it comes in. Well, just to give you a little bit of an update and just an FYI, yes, there was no episode on Meteorological Monday. And I got myself into a host of other projects, and I really needed to focus on those. And as a result, I just wasn't able to push one out on Monday. And it came close to not having one for today, but I did prepare something And I'll talk a little bit more about that here in in just a little bit. Big Blue Marble series with kind of an interesting little twist. But as with most of you, during the summertime, sometimes you just get busy with a lot of projects. And most of you know that I started a deck project replacing all of my old uh, wood, which is 23 years old, with composite wood. Got that done That was approximately a five-week process, 
in getting all of the, the flooring done. Now I have part two coming up. So periodically, I may miss out on some episodes here and there since part two for me is to get to the railing. And it does look a little strange to have a brand new floor and have the old and very much weathered railing system on there. So I'm going to be doing that here and hopefully it won't take five weeks. I suspect that it will be a little bit faster, uh, but suffice to say, Many of my days in here in the next, uh, I suspect it'll be about three weeks or so, plus or minus, we'll be out on the deck getting some fresh air. And with this weather pattern, I'll tell you what, I am going to take full advantage of it because the dew points are relatively comfortable. There's no extreme heat. And at least every other day, there'll be some decent amounts of sunshine so that I can attend to getting that railing system in before the weather starts to close in. And uh, naturally, uh, that will be done in plenty of time. I'll be able to enjoy the deck, too, as we head into fall, Uh, something I'm really looking forward to. But right now, let's focus in on our big blue marble. For those of you, perhaps, who are listening to Weather Jazz for the first time, What we've started doing on Science Wednesday, we do Meteorological Monday, Science Wednesday, Open Line Friday. And of course, I can do any kind of topic at any time, but I tend to clump the meteorology short and medium term on Mondays. Science Wednesdays, I have been tackling all kinds of interesting topics over the years. But in January, I started the Big Blue Marble series. And that is looking at places right here on our very own planet that are just simply fascinating. We'll pick up on that here in just a second. Let me give you a little promotion and sneak peek for Friday's edition of Weather Jazz. That's going to be episode number 553. And just this morning, I had a wonderful conversation with my very good Icelandic pastor friend, Gunnar Ingi Gunnarsson, who pastors a church, Lofstofan Baptista Kirka, which means Upper Room Baptist Church. And so we did talk about ministry, since we are both involved in ministry, as well as just life in general. He recently had a wonderful vacation in Spain, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, what's new in the Icelandic landscape when it comes to ministry. And before I get into today's Big Blue Marble topic, let me also say that my ministry role as interim pastor at New Promise Church in Kirtland, Ohio, will very likely be coming to a conclusion because on August the 20th, they will be voting on a candidate pastor who, in my opinion, is just a wonderful person, a great fit, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what New Promise Church is going to be doing in the future. The future really does look bright, and the people there are just very, very excited. Okay, uh, more on that maybe uh, as we approach August the 20th and beyond. Big Blue Marble Series. So what's going on today? 
Well, today, instead of one particular location, the thought hit me, gee, I wonder how many places there are on the globe that have a town name or a place name that is weather-related. And so I refined that a little bit. Since we are in hurricane season right now, even though the hurricane season has really yet to really get going and fire up. We've had a few, but not too many yet. And with an El Nino um, trying to develop in the Pacific, that may have a difficult time uh, to get going in the North Atlantic. But that's another story for another time. The thought hit me, gee, I wonder how many places in the U.S. and the globe, for that matter, have a town name whose name is Hurricane. And so, here's your answer. In the USA, there are 12 states with towns that have the name Hurricane. We'll visit a few of them. Now, some of them were so small that I had very little to go on, very few leads to try to dig out and ascertain why certain towns in certain states had the name Hurricane. I mean, really, you wouldn't expect a state like Wisconsin to have a place whose name is Hurricane, right? But there is, that's one of the states. So the 12 states that have a town officially named Hurricane, and they are in alphabetical order. Here we go. Alabama, that makes sense. Illinois, that's one that really doesn't make sense. Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, New York, North Carolina, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Now, there are 14 places worldwide that have a town name whose name is Hurricane. So let's start there, and then we'll return back, circle back to the USA, and talk about some of the towns with those names. But in the world, there are two more places whose name is Hurricane. The northernmost place is in western Finland, oddly enough. Yep, the name Hurricane. And the other one is in Belgium. That one was a little more difficult to find, but it was tucked away inside of one of the larger metropolitan areas found inside of Belgium. So there you have it, Belgium, Finland, the two outside the USA. Okay, let's focus on the 12 that are located in the United States. The first one I would love to highlight is Hurricane Alabama. And incidentally, virtually all of these places named Hurricane in the U.S., are unincorporated communities. This one in Alabama is essentially right along the Gulf Coast. Now, that makes perfect sense. It's in Baldwin County, Alabama, on the Tensaw River, about 12 miles north of Spanish Fort, Alabama. It was back in the 1800s, in 1877 specifically, that a post office sprung up, and that post office was named Hurricane Bayou, and the name was changed to just plain old Hurricane in 1895. And the post office 
has since closed. That was back in the early 1960s, but the community is still named Hurricane and was named for the fact that a hurricane had struck that area. It makes a whole lot of sense. It is right next to Mobile, Alabama. Now, Hurricane Illinois is a little more difficult to find. It is uh, literally a small, unincorporated place well north of St. Louis, inside of, obviously, the state of Illinois. And that's about all I could ascertain and pull out in terms of its location. No specific reason why there's a place called Hurricane in Illinois. We could only guess. And that comes up more than once in this list of 12. In Louisiana, Hurricane Louisiana is located essentially east of Shreveport and west of West Monroe in the northern part of the state. The zip code is 71003. And as to why that one is named Hurricane, well, we could only guess, but it's safe to assume that certainly all parts of Louisiana has been affected by hurricanes that have made landfall along the coastal part of Louisiana. Hurricane Mississippi, not along the Gulf Coast like Alabama, but actually is in northern Mississippi. Hurricane Mississippi, established in the 1800s, had a very small population in 1900, for instance. The population of Hurricane was 26. Now, here's another interesting little tidbit. In a lot of these small hamlets called Hurricane in various states, there are Baptist churches whose name is Hurricane Baptist Church. Mississippi is one of them. Now, initially, the Baptist Church was named New Prospect Baptist Church, and that was back in the 1880s. But it was renamed Hurricane Baptist in 1940 when a new two-story brick building replaced the prior structure. Let's go to Missouri. Hurricane there, an unincorporated community in the eastern part of the Crooked Creek Township. And that would be close to the boot heel of Missouri in the southeastern corner of the state. The name Hurricane, as in Missouri, well, it is derived from the creek's unusual swiftness and violence after heavy rains, which makes passage across the creek impossible or dangerous. So it has nothing to do with hurricanes, but maybe hurricane-like after effects when certain heavy rains affect this small community in southeast Missouri. Let's go to New York State now. Hurricane New York. It's actually not found anywhere close to the shoreline of New York or on Long Island. You might think that maybe Long Island would have a community whose name was Hurricane, but this place is actually northeast of Utica, New York, and to the southwest of Glens Falls. And not too much information about this little community in the central part of New York. So we'll move on to North Carolina now. And we have an unincorporated community here in Madison County. It is actually located essentially right along the North Carolina-Tennessee border. Once again, you would figure that you would see a place by the name of Hurricane North Carolina along the coast where 
coastal North Carolina would be affected by hurricanes. Not so. It's on the opposite side of the state. Now, in Tennessee, we have two places. One simply called Hurricane Tennessee. It's located in the Nashville, Tennessee area. But there's also a place called Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. That's located well west of Nashville. It's an unincorporated community in Humphreys County, Tennessee. The zip code there, just in case you're wondering, 37078. Incidentally, the community known as Hurricane is actually centered on Loretta Lynch's Ranch, and it features a small number of businesses and a post office. Out of all of the places whose name is Hurricane, the biggest one is in Utah, southwest Utah, near St. George. The population of Hurricane Utah, 20,036 as of the 2020 U.S. Census. And very, very quickly, it is becoming known as the gateway town to Zion National Park. So how did Hurricane Utah get its name? Well, it was first settled in 1896 and received its name after a whirlwind blew the top off of a buggy in which Erastus Snow was riding. And Snow exclaimed after the event, well, that was a hurricane, and we'll name this Hurricane Hill. And the name stuck. An interesting little tidbit of information. Up until 1970, the population was right around 1,000, a little bit over. And then suddenly, in the last 30 or so years, the population exploded and is currently over 20,000. We have three more states to cover. Two of them, again, I could not find a whole lot of information on what is known as Hurricane Virginia and Hurricane Wisconsin, which is north of Dubuque, Iowa. So let's go to the last one where I do have a little bit of information. Hurricane West Virginia. It is located west of Charleston, And Hurricane was named after Hurricane Creek, which was in turn named after a group of trees at an arm of the river bent in one direction. And a party of surveyors commissioned by George Washington, after looking at the damaged trees, essentially surmised that it was struck by a hurricane, or at least so it seemed, even though hurricanes while they do make landfall and then move inland and affect West Virginia, largely the landfall, the damage that occurs from landfall, would be well away from West Virginia. And a little extra trivia for you from Hurricane West Virginia. The three oldest continuously operating businesses are the Hurricane Breeze, a weekly newspaper established in October of 1900. Also, the Putnam County Bank that was established in 1901 and in 1906, Rappel's Barbershop, and it's still around today. And just in case you were wondering, the population right now at Hurricane West Virginia, not bad, 6,977. And so there you have it, 14 places in the world 12 of them in the USA, whose name is Hurricane.
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word, especially since I've got this very, very special open line Friday segment coming up this week in just two days when I will release the interview that I had with Gunnar Ingi Gunnarsson up in Iceland. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, make use of this great weather we've got going on, whether it is you're maybe also updating your deck or doing something else outside. It's a beautiful day today and every other day looking quite nice. Incidentally, just in case you live in Northeast Ohio, the Fox 8 Foxtrot is coming up on Sunday. Registration began months ago, but now people are starting to pick up their race packets and the weather is looking just perfect. Not too hot, not too cool, right in between. And I think you are going to make use of the cooler, drier mornings and this year, it's at the Cleveland Zoo. More information at fox8.com, just in case you want to head for a run and you're a runner. That's it for now, and we'll catch you on Friday as we head up to Iceland, right here on Weather Chats. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.